episode 56 of the Ferris Podcast of them all. Joshua Ferris here, and you can tell by the little Einstein's intro, I'm going to be talking about going on a trip. Now, a couple episodes ago, my girlfriend was on the podcast, and we had those hard-hitting questions. Like, why does she put up with all the crazy crap that I do? Well, now, we're taking it a step further, because we're going on a trip. And, of course, we're not in a little rocket ship. We'll be driving, cruising in a little Ford Focus. But we're still going to be cruising. We're going on a trip to St. Louis. So in this episode, episode 56, I'm going to be talking about going on a trip with your significant other. Now, this is going to be a two-parter. I'll be gone next week, but the week after that, I'll do a follow-up, and I'll rate the places that we went in St. Louis. When we come back, I'll talk about how the trip went as a whole, I'll rate the places that we went to, and we'll discuss if the tips and tricks that I'm going to mention of traveling on vacation with your significant other, if they worked or not. So we're going to talk about here, and most of this is coming from The Bustle. Okay, it is a website, it's the 10 tips for traveling with your significant other for the first time. Now, this isn't really necessarily the first time we've traveled anywhere together, but it's definitely the first time we've went on a big trip for multiple days together. And according to this website, it is what experts want you to know before you travel with a partner for the first time. Because traveling really with anybody, especially anybody new, it can take some getting used to. But when it's someone you're dating, you know, there's a different kind of pressure involved. You want the trip to bring you two closer together, not further apart. So from how you'll spend your time to what type of activities you're going to do on the trip, there are ways to help avoid potential conflicts that you both may encounter. And when it comes to traveling with your significant other for the first time, communication and pre-planning are absolutely key. Now I'm here to admit I am not really a planner. I don't really do that. I mean, if it's not on the Google Calendar, it's not really official in my eyes. I'm trying to get better at that. But let me tell you, Hannah is absolutely the perfect planner, perfect person to go on a vacation with because you want to talk about being prepared. Let's talk about spreadsheets. All right, we've got a packing spreadsheet. We've got a daily activity spreadsheet of an outline of what we're going to do on what day and what time of the entire trip. Now that is prepared. We've got reservations for places. We've got everything booked at times, and we are ready to go. So we are definitely pre-planned. Now I will admit I didn't do much of the pre-planning because I just kind of go with the flow. But we've got that department covered. She, She picks up the slack for what I lack in that area. But we're going to get right into it, and we're going to talk about these, these 10 tips that everybody needs to know when traveling with their significant other for the first time. And the first tip they have here is to choose a destination you're both excited about. And I would definitely agree with this tip, because in any trip you go, whether it's with a significant other or not, it is typically not fun when you don't want to be there. 
And even if we're not talking about trips, we're talking about anything in life. If you're not excited for it and you're dreading the entire trip or you're dreading the entire activity, it sucks the joy out of it and it will easily lead to tension or arguments. So this goes into that pre-planning. You guys have to discuss and decide where you want to go, why you want to go there, and what there is to do there. So I definitely agree that that is a big tip. That ties into the pre-planning and the communication phase. The next part here really, I think, is basically almost the same as tip one. But of course, the experts will split it up for you. But it is talk through the whole trip in advance. Before you book your plane tickets or reserve a rental car or get hotels or whatever, you have to talk the whole trip through and talk about what your expectations are for the trip. So much conflict and anxiety in relationships comes from things that are ultimately unsaid. You know, you can just sit quietly hoping that your significant other can read your mind or, or know how to fix it, and we can express what we're feeling and thinking. But it doesn't really work like that. They're, they're not always able to know your expectations or your thought process at all times. So what you need to do is to s- discuss all of that out because you and your significant other may have different intentions on the trip. Maybe somebody wants to go out and go shopping while the other person wants to just spend time together alone. I mean, it doesn't matter. Whatever the differences may be, you need to kind of get on the same page before you go. This one right here, I have no problems with. Um, I think it's very important, and not even just for trips. I think it's important for life, and it's something that sometimes I struggle with, and sometimes I'm really, really good at it but it's to be prepared for changes. I mean, ultimately, nobody really likes change. Some people do. But change can be a good thing, especially on this trip. You know, on trips, I'm very free-spirited. I like to go with the flow, let adventure come to me and see what happens. And ultimately, you know, just because you have everything booked, you have everything paid for, or whatever the case may be, what if it rains? What if something gets canceled? What if something closes down, especially with the world we live in with COVID? COVID comes back and things shut down, you know? Be prepared for the changes to occur and talk through those changes as they occur. Say, man, I was really bummed out about that. You know, express those feelings that we talked about a little bit ago and say, I'm really looking forward to this, but maybe we can do this instead. And that's going to tie into tip number four, and that's to compromise on decisions. You can't let one person run the entire trip because then not only will they feel like they're just dragging you along and that you don't want to be there, you will also feel that a little bit as well. So put in your input. That's something I I have struggled with a little bit, but I'm I'm working on it. But you have to compromise. You, You both aren't going to agree on everything. Even in just a general relationship, not even a trip, You two will not agree on every little detail of the relationship, of the things you do, of the meals you eat. The list goes on and on. You have to be able to listen to the other person, understand the other person's thoughts and ideas, and then reach an agreement in the middle. 
especially when you're going on a trip, when we talked about how plans could change, things could close, the weather could change. Be willing to adjust and understand how you're going to do so. So maybe you could even tie into the earlier steps and discuss, hey, if this happens, what are we going to do? Create a backup plan. There's nothing wrong with a plan B, plan C. It, it really doesn't matter. I think it's, it's good to have backup plans. This next tip here, I don't think it's important, but we're going to read it anyways. It says here to participate in events where you'll meet people. Well, the object here is we're, we're getting away. This is going to sound bad, but we're getting away from our, our norm and the people we know. We're not necessarily going out to meet people. We're, we're going out to do something different and just stay together and do things together. So we won't really be doing events to go out and meet new people. But if that's your cup of tea, it's a tip from the experts. So go for it. This one right here is pretty big. I don't envision us encountering a problem with this tip here from the experts, but it's learn how to share. You know, even if you and your partner live in close quarters together and you already share many things, it's still a little different when you travel. Because, of course, if you're staying in a hotel, the area is even smaller than your house or apartment. And you're going to be probably, whether you're in a plane or a car, but you're going to be really close for several hours together. And not that that's a bad thing, but it just may create tension. You're going to have to learn how to share. You know, Hannah and I have completely different music tastes. She will say that my music taste is probably the worst of anybody she has ever met. And I wouldn't say that hers is the best. So that's a little disagreement that we have because we have different tastes. But that's not a problem. We have to learn how to share. How are we going to decide what songs play in the car while we drive? And let me tell you, we've already got that figured out. We've got a playlist started, and we are each adding songs. We'll put it on shuffle, and we'll go through the trip. That way, it's not one person picking the whole time. Now, granted, Spotify might do one of us dirty and only play the other person's songs in the playlist back to back to back, but that's just how, how the, the turns table sometimes. It do be like that. But, you know, furthermore, besides just the car trip, a big thing, if you're taking snacks, you know, you got to decide who gets the good snacks. You're going to have to share. You'll have to share the snacks. You'll have to share who's playing the music. You'll have to share who's deciding what we do first. Like I said, we've already got that knocked out in the pre-plan stage. But if you don't, you're going to have to learn how to share many different things because you'll be in very close quarters throughout the whole trip. Tip number seven here is to decide on a budget. Like, I've, like you're probably noticing, most of this kind of comes down to pre-planning or right while you're going on the trip. But there's nothing wrong with even deciding this while you're driving or whatever. I would probably say it's good to have it set ahead of time. But, you know, many things come to an end because of money. It's very sad how the world operates, but money creates tension. Financial talks 
are very uncomfortable, especially in relationship. So talking about money may not be at the top of your fun thing to do list, but it's definitely important, especially when going on a trip when you're significant other. You have to decide on how much money you are able to spend, how much money you would like to spend, and maybe you both have a different amount and one person's going to spend X amount and one person's going to spend this amount. It doesn't matter, but you have to kind of decide that because you have to know. You know, if one person, maybe they want to avoid a certain activity because they can't afford it. So then maybe you need to compromise, which is a tip we talked about earlier, and decide on a lower cost activity. Or maybe one person is going to pay for one event, the next person is going to pay for the other event, depending on the financial situation of the couple. This tip here, not sure how I feel about this, but I think I believe I could understand it. But it is to set aside alone time. You know, although you're going on a trip, you're going away with your significant other for a set amount of time, whether it's a weekend, a full week, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't mean you can't have alone time. And according to the experts, you should. You should have alone time, not just when your patience is starting to run thin. Maybe you had a disagreement. That's not the time to say, oh, I need alone time. It says set aside alone time in advance. When spending a lot of time with your partner while on vacation for the first time, it can become a little much. And it says it's a good thing, but it also means you need some time to be with yourself, reconnect, and recharge. The experts say to either find a specific activity to go and do alone or just relax with the book by the pool. Plus, the break will create a longing for one another. When you get separated for due time, it's like, man, we need to come back together. And it says it makes the trip more enjoyable when you both reconnect and come back together. Don't really have any set alone time planned in this trip, but we'll, we'll talk about that in part two when we come back from the trip, if the experts were right, if that's something when we look back and reflect, because hindsight is 2020, we'll, we'll see if the experts were correct on that one or not. Number nine here, express any concerns you have in advance. The experts say that it's important to go over the positive things that you want to do on the vacation with your partner, but it's also equally important to go over the things that you're worried about, the concerns that you may have. If you have a fear of flying, say you're going to be flying, you know, let your partner know before you're on the way to the airport. Or if you're worried that your partner is going to want to just lie around and, and not do anything while you want to go explore, talk about that before the trip. These all are very crucial things that tie into pre-planning or communication. Even the spending time alone and setting aside a time for yourself, it's all about communication of, hey, I'm going to be probably feeling a little stressed or I'm just going to need a little space to reconnect and re-energize myself because I'll be tired and I get cranky when I'm tired. Whatever the case may be, Really, all of these steps tie in together into that communication or that pre-planning for the trip and just being able to get on the same page, whether it's before you go or while you're there or when you're coming back. Step 10 here is to have daily check-ins. 
in addition to discussing the details of the trip in advance, that communication is absolutely key while you're on the trip. So pick a time to check in with each other and talk about your favorite parts of the day that you had, if there's anything you want to do differently the next day, and just kind of go from there. If the first day of the trip didn't go the way you envisioned, talk about it and to discuss how you can make day two better. Discuss what went wrong and what went well. I think far too often in society, not only in relationships, but do people dwell on failure. They dwell on the negative, And nobody celebrates wins. It's not being cocky or arrogant to celebrate a win or a success. So when you guys achieve something together, you both have a great time, you have a great day, you have a great trip, talk about the things that, that made you happy while you were there, the things that made you smile and laugh. Have those check-ins. And it's okay if you had a bad day or had a bad experience. Talk about that as well. Share that experience with each other so you can learn and grow from it and build a deeper connection as you're there. This next tip that I have here, those are the 10 tips from the experts on the bustle. But what we're going to do here is I got a couple from the Washington Post as well. One thing here, really I'm probably just going to talk about one. It's very similar to the last tip that we just gave here. And it's regroup afterward. So you've had all of the planning, all of the preparation, you've had the trip, you come back, you got to regroup. Take some time for yourself, take some time for each other, reminisce on the trip, and then get back into the daily routines of how things typically are. You can't just expect for that to be instantly, you need to remember that. And there may be some disagreements so factor in jet lag, exhaustion, or, or stress if arguments do arise either on the trip or right afterwards. Like I said, this is going to be a two-part episode. So no episode next week, but the following week after that, we will have another episode. And it's going to be a follow-up of these tips and tricks of traveling with your significant other. I'm going to discuss what the experts said and, and how it how it went on our trip. Did it work? Did we use that? Did we do it? And then I'm also going to be talking about the ratings of the places and the experiences that we have. I'm going to discuss on should you go to St. Louis with your significant other, and if you do go, should you do the activities that we did? But as always, thanks for liking, sharing, subscribing, following. You know the drill. I'm going to leave you with one final thought. And this final thought isn't even just about with your significant other. I mean, it definitely applies with relationships, but it applies with any relationship in general, whether that be with a parent, a sibling, a friend, an acquaintance, a coworker. It doesn't matter. This is something that has been in my mind quite a bit this week, and it's take a moment to make a moment. That's really what this whole trip is about. You know, me and my girlfriend, we are going on a trip, not in a little rocket ship, but we're going, we're taking a moment to make a moment. A moment, an experience, a memory that we'll be able to cherish and remember and look back on. 
I challenge you to find a time where you can do that with someone. You don't even have to go somewhere very far. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Literally, spend time together. Find something to do. Play a board game together. Watch a movie together. Just take time for someone that you love and care about. That wraps up episode 56. Until next time, like I said, take a moment to make a moment.